And usually uh, we would be talking to each other and looking at each other. So we don't have joy at the moment, but anything could happen. Joy could magically appear at any second, and we should just all open our hearts for that. There she is. Okay? All right. There she goes. I told you. I told you. Steve, Steve got the camera her. running, Joy? I felt you. <laughs> Oh my God, what goes on over what? here every morning? It's unbelievable. Oh. Yes. Welcome to Deja The View, the podcast. Hi. 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 Welcome back. How y'all doing? We're okay. Well, Are I shouldn't speak for, for Marie. Are you speaking for me? <laughs> <laughs> Marie's not Are okay. You, you're my representative. I'm fine. Um, <laughs> I, um, I did something crazy today. I ordered grocery delivery. Um, it was great. I feel like a Kardashian now. I ordered, <laughs> I ordered La Croix. Like, I went crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you want to hear something crazy I did today? I yes. took a page out of the Sarah Haynes birthday book, and I got a massage. How are you, like, even talking right now? Like, I'd be asleep. Um, it wasn't a relaxing massage. I have <laughs> um, had a bad painful lower back from playing 79 mm. hours straight of horizon zero dawn last week and um so i had to go get a massage and it was like a painful massage mm. but like good pain i was suffocating a bit in my mask but it was a price <laughs> i was willing to pay i could feel like because you because i couldn't really breathe out of my nose wearing the mask and they put like everything is like sanitized and there's like little sheets over everything like more than there usually is and so mm. over the little face hole there's like s like sanitary oh my sheets God. and so all of that bunches up into your face and um so i couldn't breathe out of my nose so i had to breathe out of my mouth for the whole hour and i could feel the drool spilling out of my mouth getting my mask wet and i was like so scared to get up and leave and then i was like well i'm gonna take my mask off immediately when i get outside but I did that and I had mask lines, like pillow lines all over my face. So I had to leave it on. <laughs> so it's not ideal, but I needed it. Wow. Well, you said you reminded me of something, which is Sarah Haynes, because have you guys watched the Blackpink documentary yet? <laughs> no, not, not yet. yet. Oh, well, I was watching it for the second time last <laughs> night and... Guess who makes a cameo Are in it? Are you kidding? Are you joking? Sarah Haynes. Yeah, because they have like a montage of them like making an impact in America and they show a short clip from her interview with Sarah. How did she? <laughs> so Sarah was in the Taylor Swift yeah. documentary and Blackpink. I was hoping she was going to be like an early member that got kicked out of the band. Yeah, one <laughs> of the nine. <laughs> but you must watch this documentary like turn off this podcast and just go watch the documentary it's so important to our time i really Is want it? to and it's not even because i'm like a black pink fan i mean i like the songs i've heard but i've mm -hmm. never really like do dove in but um because i listened to this podcast from radio lab like three years ago about k-pop i've been fascinated ever since so i'd love to see like how it depicts the industry you know if you've always been curious about k-pop but needed like a little bit of an explainer, 
they explain it to you in this documentary as they introduce each of the girls. Okay, to you. that was my question. Was like I similar to Sean, I like the music, but I don't really know much about them personally. So I was going to ask, like, is it is it safe for like a beginner or will I be lost? Oh, it's it's extremely beginner okay. level. And I think like what people especially when you watch like an American interview with Blackpink, like people don't realize that they're actually a very international group. They're not all from Korea. Jisoo is the only one that it, it grew up in Korea her whole life. They're the real Mrs. Worldwide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you must watch it. If for nothing else than for the Sarah Haynes cameo that lasts two seconds. <laughs> I'd also like to welcome everyone to our final episode before the u.s election oh god i thought you were gonna say final episode ever (laughs) no plans like no election night plans for the view eh? like they're not i guess they're not looking to relive that experience exactly i don't think they want to like um, it's i almost feel like it's like a superstitious thing i was like reading an interview with joy recently where she said when he had won no one in the studio would even tell her oh because they were scared of what she would do. And then someone texted her like, and she just happened to look at her phone. And that was how she even realized oh that God. he had for sure won. That's like how I found out that Sarah left the view. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just really, I'm really excited for this to be over. Like mm-hmm. this election like it's so it's it's just been so it's been going on for four years it's like truly it's something that i'm that i don't want to say like oh i'm looking forward to it or something like i don't even want to like have that idea in my head because it's like if it goes in the way that we don't want it to then we only have four more years of the view talking about (laughs) these topics you know what i mean so it's like i don't even i can't i don't even know how to feel about it because yeah but it will be at least it won't be in the context of the election it'll just be talking about like the government in general but maybe there won't even like maybe it'll be worse where there won't even be a sense of hopefulness of things changing and it'll be just like doom and gloom well, it'll be big change. Like, no matter what happens with this election, there will be big things at the view. Like, we'll get, I guess we can talk about joy later, but like, I'm just not even thinking about the future of the view. I'm just like very excited for America for this to be over because, like, I don't know how the rest of the world does it, but like, here we did an election in like, one month because we're not because we aren't allowed to like we have a time limit on when the the um campaigning is allowed to happen but that's not that doesn't it either doesn't exist in this in the states or the time frame is like way bigger it's way longer yeah yeah i'm just like i'm scared like you say you're excited i feel the opposite where like i'm scared because i'm like what if trump wins again and then it's just like shit forever (laughs) Let me present uh, an even worse case scenario, (laughs) which I feel is quite realistic. Um, The election is not going to be over on November 4th. Well, yeah. With the number of mail-in ballots and then Trump already saying that 
should he lose or should it look like he lose, he's going to contest the election. It's going mm-hmm. to go on till January. Like this is not going to be wrapped up in a day. So it's actually going to be like pretty bleak either way <laughs> for a few months and potentially for a few years. I do think that if Trump is reelected, at least that we know what we're dealing with. So it's not like what's coming in the future. It's like, just go gangbusters like when it was uh, George W. Bush's second term. But it doesn't really like change what they're going to be talking about and focusing out about on The mm-hmm. View. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> I feel so much better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's not even why I like bring it up. I just think like, holy shit, this has been such a long <laughs> yeah. experience. Yeah. Like when you think back to like the Democratic nominee debates Mm -hmm. like that was such a long arduous process Mm -hmm. and now they're like all side characters on the view because they (laughs) pop up every other day on the show it's just crazy how like ongoing this has been and like the impact that it had on the show Mm -hmm. and i'm just i'm looking forward to the next era a new era whatever it may be yeah Exactly. (laughs) Season two of The Handmaid's Tale, whatever it brings. (laughs) (laughs) So in the world of view updates, we had a visit from Cindy McCain on the show Mm -hmm. to bring with her uh, some baby updates about Megan. I have to laugh because Sarah Sarah said to Cindy, we are dying for some tea. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> We're dying the for tea, tea, honey. Big congrats on the arrival of baby Liberty, but we are dying I for know. some tea. We need to know how are they doing? Who does she look like? Oh, <laughs> she's beautiful. She's just perfect. Baby tea. <laughs> Spell that. Baby tea. <laughs> Liberty. Drag her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Read her. <laughs> She didn't really spill a lot of tea. She just said, like, it looks like a baby. The only person who really (laughs) spilled tea was Joy, who said, like, I saw the baby and it looks like Cindy McCain, which surprised me. No, she said, she said, that baby's a McCain. (laughs) She's like, there's no doubt about it. That's what I say when I'm at a potluck and someone is trying to pass off a cake as homemade, but it's clearly a deep and delicious. (laughs) Yeah, but the baby is actually a dominant. (laughs) Both Sunny and Megan had a recent birthday. Happy birthday, ladies. But something caught my eye on on Sunny's birthday, which was Megan's birthday message to her co-host. And I was just waiting for the moment that I would see it appear in a news article. So here it is on (laughs) HollywoodLife.com. Megan McCain reveals she asked Sonny Hostin to pray for her privates during labor. (laughs) Although they bring different views to the table, there's no question that the women of The View are close. On October 20th, Megan McCain took to Instagram to wish her friend Sonny a happy 52nd birthday. The new mom shared a sweet photo of the pair from the set of the daytime talk show wearing matching sweatshirts. And in the caption, she wrote, happy birthday to Sonny. And then she also added, you are the most loyal friend, cool under pressure interviewer, the teammate you always want in your corner when shit goes down, while always having total class in every situation. I appreciate getting to work with you every day and uh, and 
all I continue to learn from you. I also appreciate that when I was going into labor, I asked you to pray for my vagina, and you did so to your Catholic saints. That's friendship. I look forward to celebrating in person whenever we can with lots of bourbon. Also, you're aging backwards. (laughs) Well, if you were wondering if Sunny was praying or not, on (laughs) Megan's birthday, shortly after, she returned the Instagram (laughs) celebration by posting a picture of her and Megan and saying, happy birthday, mama. Enjoy your day with that gorgeous baby girl who looks just like you. I look forward to our next bourbon swilling lunch. Until then, I will continue my prayers for V. (laughs) Wink. My favorite movie, V for Vagina. (laughs) (laughs) I like that she put in Wink, which is like very sunny to be like... It's it's more of a signal to the reader to do their research. Yeah. <laughs> I love that she writes out the word wink and puts it in brackets. I like that she typed out wink but didn't want to spell out vagina. <laughs> it is nice to see them have this exchange, though, because... You know, it wasn't that long ago that Sunny wouldn't even look in Megan's direction for like Mm -hmm. a period of months on The View. Yeah, like we were talking about that for a while about how it didn't seem like they were getting bourbon. Yeah, it didn't seem like they were having bourbon swelling lunches for a period of time. But I guess it's back on, or maybe it was never off. Distance makes the heart grow fonder. Maybe praying, (laughs) yeah, maybe like praying over her V like bonded them brought them back together um well in other view news anna navarro um revealed to the public that her husband al had actually gotten covid19 and was in the hospital for a period of time although he's now back home and on the mend it was interesting because there were a couple you know how they all have the tv background behind them including anna well there were a couple episodes where she was her, her TV background went away and it she it seemed like she was working in a different place. It seemed like she was working in a Pier One Imports. <laughs> Which it then uh, she then mentioned like I'm working from home now. And it was it was like, wait, where were you working from before yeah. then? So I I guess she was like working out of a studio or something. Yeah, she does seem to like to get out, so. Yeah, so what she said, I believe, is that a person who works in her home got it and gave it to her nephew or something, and 16 other people got infected, Mm -hmm. and three of them ended up in the hospital. I think I have that right, but what... It's something like that, but definitely she said 16 people got infected and three were in the hospital, which is really serious. And that is, that really takes the cake. That is pretty bad. Yeah, it's really crazy. And it's also like, she kind of mentioned this, like how it affects people in such different ways where like some people won't even know they have it and then other people are so sick that they like die and she didn't end up getting it like it's such a like rant like weird unpredictable thing where like you would think if someone in your household had it then like everyone else would get it too but she didn't get it 
it just is wild. I'm happy for her and I'm happy that her husband has recovered because it's very scary. The thing that I liked about this segment was that it was like a real roller coaster. It took on many different genres. Like it was like a serious drama, but she also did some stand up when she said that she's been tested so many times her nostrils are going to file a sexual assault claim. I've tested negative. Right. Right. Six times. My uh, my nostrils, Whoopi, are about to file a sexual assault claim. <laughs> I have been tested over and over again. And it's, you know, this Only DC is... Her nussy has been through the ringer. <laughs> she threw that? She threw her pre-written joke in so early into the conversation that, like, it took everyone, except for Sarah, who, like, started laughing it seemed like it took everyone by shock like Whoopi was like was like what (laughs) oh we're doing sexual assault jokes now okay yeah but Sarah was even like only you Anna (laughs) (laughs) it got serious and it was like it got a bit emotional like she was welling up a bit and Mm -hmm. um I thought it was like uh because we've heard so many stories now about people who've gotten COVID or like close calls or even people who have died that you're almost like, I don't know, desensitized to it. But um, Mm. I thought the whole segment of her talking about Al getting it and being in the hospital was like effective. Like it pulled at your heartstrings, you know? Yeah. Or like at least like it was an effective reminder to like not be chill about it. (laughs) Still wear the mask. Still wear the mask and the eight layers of tissue paper while you're getting your massage. (laughs) So another thing that's happening is Joy Behar has something to promote. Well, it's actually going to happen tomorrow. So Joy is promoting a series of plays that she wrote that are going to be performed for charity, I guess, on the internet called A Totally Disrespectful Evening of Short Plays by Joy Behar. Okay, the people who are doing it is like an outstanding cast. Tell us about it. (laughs) Well, the ones that are standing out for me is obviously Joy is one of them. Um, Lorraine Bracco, Rachel Dratch, her good friend Susie Essman. Um, Those are... (laughs) Those are the stars. Those are the stars. Those are the ones of note for me personally. It's an all-star cast. I was really surprised because I saw her promote this and I was like, oh, she's hosting something for charity. That's nice. And then when she plugged it on The View and she said that she wrote all the plays, Mm -hmm. I was kind of like gobsmacked because I thought... She's a writer. It's like nice that she's, you know, getting her creative juices flowing at home. Um, so I wasn't interested in seeing it at all. And now I'm kind of interested, although like realistically, I'm not going to see it, but I hope it goes really well for her. Guildhall is, um, is a center that combines a museum, a theater and an education space uh, under one roof. So I guess it's like an arts center that she's mm-hmm. supporting. That, but there's also some other charity that I forget that's it's, going to both. I think there's a a, a nonprofit, uh, the JBJ Soul Kitchen, that provides meals. It's like a charity, and then the Bridgehampton Child Care and Recreational Center. So, I was reading this interview that she did to promote this on this website called 
Dan's papers, whatever that is. And there's just a really funny part that is just so joy. It says, as the conversation shifts to the craft of writing and acting, a sound, maybe some feedback from having a conference call is heard. The, and then it says Weber, who's the other person doing it with her. Weber feigns a gasp. Joy, are you all right? He asks in a melodramatic urgency in his voice. And she says, yeah, why do you say that? And laughs. And he says, you coughed and you're one of America's beloved playwrights <laughs> and we have to take care of you. I did not cough, Joy exclaims. <laughs> Like, as if. She's constantly coughing. She's always <laughs> coughing. But not only that, she did an interview with none other than the Daily Beast. And they asked her about all kinds of stuff. And I wanted to share some of that with you. So it says, The Views Joy Behar sounds off on Fighting with Megan McCain and Creepy Ted Cruz. And it's called Joy Behar in Conversation. That was the original title for Ladies Who Punch. <laughs> So the interviewer asks, how, I'm curious how the real Joy Behar versus Megan McCain thing is on The View. And she says, okay, look, here's the thing. She's your age. I could be her grandmother probably, or certainly her mother. She's a kid. We get into arguments and it works out. I got into these fights with Hasselback, and I got into a fight last week, last week with Marsha Blackburn. Whoever comes on and gives me shit, I'll give it right back. That's how we work. Then the interviewer says, I've read that the Elizabeth Hasselbeck stuff mostly stayed on camera, but the Meghan McCain fighting has traveled behind the scenes as well. A little bit, a little bit, (laughs) but that was when we were in the studio. And now we're, of course, not in the studio anymore. (laughs) There were moments in the hair and makeup room, maybe, but it wasn't anything catastrophic. You get mad at her and she gets mad at you and then you write her something funny or she writes something at you and she shows me pictures of her baby now. That baby is adorable. (laughs) <laughs> so she's like it's not going backstage because there's no backstage <laughs> yeah um and then so it goes on to ask in ladies who punch the book on the view there's a section about a fight that happened between you and megan mccain where you say to her i've tolerated a lot of shit on this show but i'm at my wits end with this entitled bitch and joy responds did i Maybe I did. (laughs) She called me a bitch one time. It was in People magazine. So, you know, it's mutual. (laughs) Uh, I just love that so much. I feel like Joy really thrives off of confrontation. And for her, it's really like water off the duck's back because Mm -hmm. she's been on The View for 800 years. And so, like, she's been through this. I do feel like Megan takes it maybe a little bit more personally, although outwardly tries to portray that she doesn't. Um, But it's just like funny to hear Joy be like, yeah, so what? Maybe she is a bitch. But like at the end of the day, she doesn't give a shit. She's like going back to her tiramisu after the interview. She's over. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, she's a child. I don't care. (laughs) Oh, there's another thing that she said that was kind of a big reveal so they ask i know your contract is up in 2022 will that be it for you on the view and she says i think that's enough for me 2022 that will be it well maybe i'm getting older and i want to travel a little bit i want to go back to italy but i'm missing my chances here with this goddamn virus i want to do some traveling do some writing if trump wins i don't know what i'm gonna do Okay, well, now I want the coronavirus to go on forever. 
Because <laughs> I can't have Joy going to Italy. No, I want her to go and have her under the Tuscan sun experience. <laughs> Sandra O oh included. I want her to do that for like August, you know, when they're on break. Well, I, I love Joy. Like I would never want her to not be on The View. But it's also like the if you love someone, let them go. And like if she needs to go travel and wants all of those experiences to be happy, then I have to let her go do it. I get that. She's just the heart and soul of the show. And it just is like, I, it's like we often think about like, what happens if Whoopi goes? What happens if Whoopi goes? But I think that it would be really catastrophic if Joy goes. Because mm-hmm. how do you replace Joy? I think this just serves as a reminder of like appreciate every moment that we get with mm-hmm. her because yeah, you and you can't replace her. Like that's what we saw. Yeah. That's why the show went in such a decline those two years. I felt like someone like Michelle Collins actually w- was a good replacement for Joy um in terms of someone who's like fearlessly funny, mm-hmm. but it didn't work out because then Joy came back and they canceled each other out. Mm -hmm. But like, I think like it'll be impossible to find someone who speaks so off the cuff and will say anything to anybody. Like she has no problem calling Mm -hmm. out anyone if she doesn't agree with them. And she can argue with people and get into fights and then just go right back into making a joke. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can get the whole package anymore. <laughs> yeah. Or you just you just set up an iPad in Italy and <laughs> Joy <laughs> continues to do the show from there. I think also like with talking about how this election is finally starting to wrap up, like the world like does owe joy a big thank you as much as we make fun of her for like being so obsessed with Trump and being so just in a rage. (laughs) As she said, she woke up in a rage. Woke up this morning. I was so in in a rage. We all owe her a big thank you for staying mad for four years when the rest of us would get tired here and there. Like she would wake up every morning in a a lot of people (laughs) become complacent, like, a lot of the public and a lot of people in media have become complacent. So yeah, she is like one of the people who still is is waving her arms in the air being like the emperor has no clothes. Yeah. And she's just never let up. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how she has managed to do it, but she did it. And so I sort of wonder if joy left, would Whoopi be following her out the door? I think possibly. I feel like it just comes down to like how busy is Whoopi? Like, does she have other things that she feels like spending more time on? Sister and Act I think like three. the Corona. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she always has other projects, but like, is there something that she would rather do full time or whatever? Mm-hmm. Or I don't know. I do see Whoopi and Joy as kind of like a dynamic duo. Yeah. I hate this conversation because I feel like it's like (laughs) I'm so superstitious I'm like I don't even (laughs) want to entertain the notion because truly if Whoopi and Joy leave and they replace them is it does it become the talk (laughs) (sighs) 
Um, okay. It's so. a stressful conversation, and I am starting to agree with Marie. I'm not superstitious, but after hearing the conversation, I'm really stressed about. I will be lighting it out candles. There. <laughs> I bind you, Brian, from doing harm. <laughs> Have you guys, are you familiar with the website Gossip Cop? <laughs> no. Yes, I love that website. So it's a website where they allegedly take uh, tabloid stories mm-hmm. and they say whether it's the likelihood that it's true or false. But I also think sometimes they make up their own stories <laughs> yes. so that they can say, we proved that this was false, but it's like, yeah, because you made it up. Sometimes they're so funny, outrageous, wild. It'll be like, true or false, Kristen Stewart like ate a cigarette butt off the ground. False. <laughs> after all, after research and It'll be like, like investigation. Our sources can officially debunk this. So, so let me read you this ridiculous thing that they put out by Whoopi. It says Whoopi Goldberg feuding with entire cast on The View again per report. (sighs) And then it says a tabloid is reporting that Whoopi Goldberg is feuding with her co-host on The View. She is known for combative arguments and opinionated topics but has Goldberg taken it too far? Gossip Cop investigates. (laughs) Witchy Whoopi is giving her co-host a hard time According to the Globe, Witchy Whoopi is chewing out her castmates on the popular daytime talk show. The tabloid also labels the host as whip cracking and states Goldberg is riding roughshod, which is leading her co-host to whine that she's a self-obsessed, money-grabbing tyrant, a source tells the magazine. But here's the thing. It says, according to the Globe, I cannot find this article. <laughs> cannot find it what article in the globe there's no article in the globe the I globe and find mail it. which globe <laughs> yeah it just says the globe it's also so yeah it's such a like extremely broad name for them to say that as well <laughs> it could be like the mumbai globe witchy whoopee i feel like they just wanted some I feel like they just wanted some Halloween content. Absolutely. But so it goes on to say the insider says Goldberg, who's been on The View since 2007, is nailing the political commentaries, but she's been badgering the other ladies to step it up and quit expecting her to be The View's political know-it-all. Gossip Cop should mention that each of the ladies on The View has some sort of background in politics. No, they don't. Are we like watching the same show? Like, which view are they talking about? Also, like, in what world is Whoopi the one being like, get the facts straight, (laughs) step up your game? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it says, even Joy Behar has had enough. One person in particular that's fed up with the sister act star is Joy, who the tabloids feels isn't getting the respect she deserves. Joy and Megan haven't always gotten along and they've clashed more times than not. But on the subject of Whoopi, they agree. She's a B word, adds the unnamed source. The informant further reveals Goldberg is sick of having to carry the show. And though she has other acting gigs lined up, she's finding working on The View tedious and the other women lazy. It makes her hell on wheels to work with, the source states. Look, I don't want to... 
I don't want to say anything about who this source could be, but it is a little bit suspicious that they only said B word. <laughs> kind of like someone who doesn't want to say the V word. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That is a joke. But but um, it is extremely stupid and funny. Well, so it it then says uh gossip cop. It says our verdict gossip cop has determined this story is totally false. <laughs> it's it the call is coming from inside the house. You wrote the whole thing. <laughs> Like what story? Yeah. There's no story. They literally we can't find the story. Somebody came up with the idea for a Halloween themed movie called Witchy Whoopie, which uh-huh. I would love to see. Um, <laughs> and they wanted to write an article just so they could put it in there. Yeah. Wait, you guys, do you hear that? No. Is anyone else hearing jingle bells? <laughs> Oh, that's me. I was playing um, Jewel Joya Holiday Collection. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, it must be almost time for Christmas because Candace Cameron Bure is bringing us the first look at her new Hallmark Christmas movie called If I Only Had Christmas. Oh, my God. I'm I can't so wait. glad that all of the essential workers who put this movie together... <laughs> Could preview this for us. <laughs> well, we finally have a date for our next holiday special, and the the movie will be coming out on November twenty ninth. And she, we now know, uh, of course, Candace will be playing a publicist in this movie who falls in love with a man named Warren Christie, who um will be played he's by a Canadian. Chris Christie. <laughs> He's a uh, he's been in the L word. I looked at his IMDb. What's his name? Warren Christie. Oh, <laughs> oh I thought that was the character. <laughs> Me name. too. No, no, no. And it was filmed in BC, of course. Um, and based on the pictures that were released to Entertainment Weekly, it looks like we're getting a dance scene. <laughs> so I won't go too much further into this, but I uh, just wanted to make sure we're all ready for November 29th to. To, to have a little holiday cheer and watch If I Only Had Christmas, starring Candace Cameron Bure. But she's not the only one bringing the holiday cheer because my last little view update is that if you need a little more Raven Simone in your life, you can catch her as the new host as Holiday Wars on the Food Network, which she's going to be hosting a oh holiday baking God. competition. I'm really happy for her for... <laughs> getting into that gig she's coming for that christmas crown (laughs) getting into that gig which it's like the christmas crown belongs to candace the uh food network baking competition crown belongs to that guy from mean girls so she's like somehow (laughs) managed to get both of their gigs i sort of like that she's coming for candace's christmas gig in a role about potentially cakes which was, of course, their fight about LGBTQ <laughs> equality. <laughs> yeah, it was. Their falling out was over cake. <laughs> that is bittersweet. We do have the right to still choose who we associate with, but they did not refuse I, I, to I refuse to cake. associate myself with you right now. They, they did is not. Okay. 
Well, before we talk about some hot topics, were you guys going to talk about your experience working with Sherry Shepard or no? Oh, yeah. We, uh, well, there was another birthday <laughs> in town. Someone else had a big birthday. <laughs> we closed out Libra season, not just with Sonny Hostin's birthday, but with Kevin's birthday. So mm-hmm. Marie... Um, I was like, what am I going to get for Kevin, the guy who has everything? And <laughs> Marie texted me and um, saved my life. Marie, why don't you tell us well, what you came across? I was thinking, like, what does Kevin love more than anything in the world? Sherry Shepard. And I thought, like, wouldn't it? Because I knew that Raven Simone was on Cameo because we had talked about it in years prior and her price was like really high. So I remembered that she was on it. So I was like, crazier things have happened. I wonder if Sherry is on it. And she was indeed on it. Kevin, who's got Deja the View? Do you have Deja the View? I really want to see it. This is your girl, Sherry Shepard. And I want to say happy birthday. I think I may be a little late. I'm not sure. But I do want to say happy birthday to you, Kevin. And thank you so much for being a fan. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Kevin. Can I be on Deja the View? (laughs) I just wish you all of the best and all of God's blessings, Kevin. Happy birthday to you. And uh, what hot topics are you doing? Bye, Kevin. So what was it like working with Sherry? Collaborating. Incredible. It couldn't couldn't have been couldn't have been better. <laughs> she is at the utmost professional, dedicated. She will do anything at all hours of the night, whether she just finished cleaning out her garage or not. Um, we stressed a little bit about what to write. Like I've never purchased a cameo before. I don't know about you, Marie. But I just didn't know like what to tell her because sometimes you see cameos and they're like, oh, they have all mm-hmm. this information about these people, like what their hobbies are, how old they are, where they grew up. And you were like, I don't school. know any of that like, about all Kevin. this information. They're just <laughs> rattling it off. But like sometimes, sometimes they have so much information that they don't, they aren't able to like in, mm-hmm. inject their own personality, which is the whole point of a cameo. I felt like you. I felt like you were really stressed and you were overthinking it. And I was like, I'll tell her one thing and she will deliver gold. I know that she's capable of it. She has a Canadian Screen Award nomination. Like we're not messing with someone off the street. So I just like (laughs) let go and let God and she delivered. I don't know. I I was also worried about it coming in on time because sometimes you see these cameos and they like come in late and they want you to give like all this notice Usually it's like two weeks notice or whatever, which we did, but you never know with Sherry's busy schedule. But it was a pretty fast turnaround and she recorded it at like one in the morning. Marie, is that right? I'm going to tell you a secret. So I forgot to submit it when I told you that I was submitting it. She sent that video within hours (laughs) at 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 one in the morning. I got an email saying that it was ready so she is not messing around she will literally drop everything for her fans (laughs) (laughs) but like we really got the best of the best she seemed really excited about the Mm -hmm. existence of deja the view although i think 
I mean, despite the fact that she has her own podcast, I'm not sure she gets that it's audio only because I think she does actually mm-hmm. record a video of her podcast. So she did say she'd love to see the podcast. So unfortunately, she's never going to see it. Well, listen, if Sherry wants to see it, like I will give her <laughs> something to see. I will deliver. If she's asking to see something, we'll present her with something to watch. <laughs> visual (laughs) we will go visual it was a very nice gift thank you very much and i i feel comforted whenever i see her Mm -hmm. and to know that she took the time to do it in the midst of cleaning out her garage (laughs) wow but now i feel like i forever need to incorporate her saying what hot topics are you doing (laughs) into this podcast Yeah. So let's get to it then, and let's talk about some hot topics. What hot topics are you doing? There there were some things that I actually felt like talking about this time, and one of them being this whole Jeffrey Tubin thing. So mm. there's this legal analyst named Jeffrey Tubin, and he was suspended by The New Yorker and then took a leave of absence from CNN after his co-workers said that during a zoom call he was masturbating and then so after that happened obviously there were like mixed reactions to it on the internet there were like people that were supporting him and saying like it was just an accident and it was no big deal and then there was like the other side of the coin of people being like this is actually sexual assault He apologized and said that he made an embarrassing mistake and didn't know that he was visible on Zoom at the time. I didn't know who this man was until this incident, probably like a lot of people. Um, And so the question is, should he be, what should the consequences be of this man masturbating on Zoom? I do think being fired or like suspended is a very appropriate response because he is at work. It doesn't matter whether he thought his camera was on or not. If I got caught masturbating at work, whether I was in the bathroom or in the boardroom, Mm -hmm. I would, I would expect to be fired. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you, he, he, it doesn't matter. Like, like we can't why like he should be fired like a a retail yeah. worker would be fired for that yeah, like, so why wouldn't this man who has a way higher up job working for CNN and the New Yorker not be fired and this will should affect his chances of getting another job because he's clearly is such an idiot that he would masturbate and not be capable of working Zoom yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like he but he was there are layers of like the inappropriateness and the the um like sexual harassment that he kind of did uh through the zoom to his coworkers it's like he was masturbating but he also like exposed himself like people like saw what was happening um people go to jail for that yeah like if you if some if a if a worker at H&M exposed themselves to the customers they would get fired and possibly more so like yes it is appropriate and i feel like 
I think people like forgot that it was a work thing. Like I think people, the people who were defending it being like, well, all that happened was that he got caught doing something everyone does. It's like that you just told on yourself because you're saying (laughs) that you think it's normal to be masturbating at work or during a work meeting. Yeah, what they're yeah. saying is that when this happens to me, I don't want to Yeah, get it's not like as if he had his work laptop open at nine o'clock at night, was watching a movie, was deciding to do something and accidentally didn't realize he was like live streaming it. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> that wasn't the case. It was that he was literally in work meetings when it happened. I know. And like, I know that like people make these types of mistakes all the time on Zoom in terms of like not knowing that the mic is on or not knowing that the camera is on. Like it's an entire genre of TikTok, like people in class saying things to their teachers, not realizing, etc. But it's not that difficult to learn how to use this program for your job at cnn like figure it out yeah and it's also not that difficult to not jerk off during a work call and it's not that difficult to wait the 30 seconds to make sure that the zoom call fully ended you're fully off camera before commencing what you felt you could not wait to do you know (laughs) yes which is what sunny was kind of getting at in this in this topic her reaction to it was being like does he have some sort of addiction? Because like, how could you, how did you, why did you need to do that in that moment? It makes me think like you have some sort of weird thing going on. What does also merit an investigation is why would someone show this lack of impulse control? Uh, Is this somehow Mm -hmm. related to, um, is this addictive behavior? Is this related to uh, the the pandemic? Are we talking about, um, again, an addiction related to these unprecedented times? And the reaction to this on The View was very interesting because they all kind of took a very serious tone on this, like touching on the fact that it is like, it is like assault. And um, everyone very serious but then sarah has this moment that kind of became a thing i'm sorry um i usually give women a lot of credit for multitasking but this is a gear switch i i could leave to only a man um (laughs) this was during an election simulation (laughs) which is the most i'm sorry i'm sorry the most unsexy thing i've ever heard of um and I'm not going to be able to unsee this. I, I very much miss the days when Jennifer went to the bathroom and forgot to turn off her camera. <laughs> I yes. take my cameras and my uh, my devices very seriously, so this is just not a mistake that I think happens easily. Um, but this is also why I'm grateful that Joy waits until 12:01 to take off her bra. Next. It almost like read as like a news blooper. Because the way, Mm -hmm. because the view is like the news now in the way that they do the show, like with the, them all being at home, it's very serious, but Sarah could not help but laugh. When she was like, I miss the days of (laughs) Jennifer Jennifer. forgetting to (laughs) to turn her camera off, like going on the toilet. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I actually saw this picked up like 
on the news. Like people were talking about how Sarah couldn't contain herself during this topic. And I think in any other era of the view, that wouldn't be news because they all would have been cracking up a little bit. (laughs) But in this moment, it read as a news blooper. And I'm just so grateful. I think it's in moments like these where we really see her value and like what she could be if we weren't Mm -hmm. in this situation. Yeah, because I think that Sarah had a really genuine reaction and she was trolled a little bit online for being like insensitive or like inappropriate or not professional. Um, And of course, she was like tweeting people back all day long about like why she had the reaction she had and almost like apologizing for it. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is like I I mean, this is the point of the view like that is like a legitimate reaction. And and I mean, I don't want to speak for anybody, but probably people in the meeting were having that reaction like Mm -hmm. I can't believe this is happening you can find it offensive but still find it really funny because it's funny and ridiculous it's the absurdity of it yeah so I think what happened was Sarah got like you know like a mental image or like put herself in the um situation of the meeting and just like got the church giggles and Sarah had a normal reaction like that was like everyone's reaction the only person who was laughing along with her was Joy which I was surprised (laughs) about because I feel like Whoopi would usually get a kick out of something like this but Whoopi's face was just like confusion love (laughs) but I and I also like you can't say that Sarah didn't understand the seriousness of it because she totally did. So that's why I'm like, she was genuinely just like reacting to the absurdity of it because when they were talking a little bit more and Whoopi was like, I don't understand how people in the meeting let it go so far that like no one was like, hey, we can see you. And Sarah was like, in that moment, you're in shock. Like her, both her and Sunny were like, if it was me, I'd be like in shock, like an out of body thing where like you can't, you're not reacting immediate. When you see someone embarrassing themselves, mm-hmm. you, you, to tell them to stop, you have to then admit that you saw it. And then now it's awkward. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to embarrass them more. You want them to catch it themselves and fix it and then pretend it never happened. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's the embarrassment, but it's also the like, the the sexual harassment feeling of it of being like I'm seeing something I don't want to and I don't want to see that and like I'm in shock I'm not immediately processing it and Whoopi was like I don't understand how no one was like hey turn the camera off (laughs) who knows what people were thinking in that moment they could have been laughing at it they could have been fully in shock like you don't know how you're gonna deal with something that is so unexpected in a in the middle of like what was probably a really mundane like work zoom well if you were wondering what number one contact the movie fan megan mccain had to say (laughs) she responded to someone who was defending this man who said, when Occam's razor suggests someone humiliated himself through a combo of technical error, pandemic circumstances, bad judgment, and bad luck, it seems like we should react with empathy, politeness, and forgiveness as we would want to be treated rather than mockery. And Megan quote tweeted that and said, do you know what Occam's razor means? (laughs) (laughs) The patriarchy is real. Stop trying to mansplain mansplain away this sicko. 
CC Dr. Ellie Arroway. Literally my take. When I saw that man's tweet, like I saw it before I saw Megan's response, I literally was like, has he even seen contact? Like that is not what Occam's razor <laughs> means. So I am and so I glad. can't believe that anybody knows what Occam's razor is without seeing contact. Exactly. I honestly cannot believe the amount of times we have brought up Occam's razor organically, like not even a reach. It just has come up since I bought contact like three months ago on DVD. I had never heard this until she said it. It's crazy. And now it won't go away. Now it's every, it's a weekly thing. But I'm so glad that she said that because I was like, this is exactly what I was thinking. Um, so in, uh, speaking of other dumbasses... Um, has have you guys had a, a chance to watch the sequel to Borat yet? I literally watched it last night. Great, so we've all yeah. seen it now. Um, <laughs> because Rudy Giuliani is being mocked for this weird scene in the movie. So the uh, the movie, it's it's hard to explain, but the the end of the movie contains this scene where. Rudy Giuliani, who is, of course, Trump's, like, bestie and lawyer, is in a hotel room with the actress who's playing a journalist. Um, And at one point, he lays on his back and puts his hands in his pants for kind of unknown reasons. And we can explain, like, the scene, I guess, since we've all seen it. It's like, Borat is undercover... And this girl is playing his daughter, who in the movie is supposed to be 15. But in this scene, in real life, she's in her 20s. And in this scene, it's not stated in any way that she's playing a 15-year-old. Yeah, Um, Yeah, there's like, there's layers. And that's why I think it's like confusing for people who haven't seen it. But basically, within the world of the movie, she's supposed to be Borat's 15-year-old daughter, who has pretended to be a... Like, I think the news outlet is, like, the Patriot First or something. She's pretending to be a journalist for, like, a right-wing media corporation. But she does not say if she's supposed to be, like, 15 or whatever. But she basically is made up to look like... She's made up to look like Ivanka. (laughs) Or Tammy Lauren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tapioca. Tapioca Um, Lauren. Yeah, and so they do an interview where she's, like being weird or whatever and then towards the end of the interview she is like let's go into the hotel room and have a drink and they go into the hotel room and that's when he like lies down on the bed and puts his hand in his pants and so he is saying that this scene oh and then Borat runs in and is like she's 15 she's 15 Mm -hmm. and then that's like the end of it but so he's Rudy Giuliani is saying that he it's fake and that he was just putting his hand in his pants to tuck in his shirt after taking off his microphone or something. And then like, I saw this clip of him talking to like WABC radio and he sounds like a robot. He's like, I was tucking in my shirt and that's all I was doing. This is a hit job. So (laughs) I do think that they, they obviously baited him, but they did it very well. And um, I don't think that that absolves him of any 
no, inappropriateness like he looks because like he a, was very inappropriate. He looks like a complete asshole. Like he 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 yeah. fell for it completely. And what's funny is that after it happened, he called the cops. Like once he saw Sasha Baron Cohen run in, and they realized it was for a Borat thing. Rudy and his people called the cops, and he was like, "It was for Borat, but like they didn't get me. Like." <laughs> They didn't yeah, get yeah. But what Sasha Baron Cohen, what Sasha Baron Cohen said is like, if he thinks that what he did there was appropriate, then who mm. knows what else he's done? Like when exactly. alone in the room with like a young journalist. Yeah. Like it's so obvious in the scene, although it happens so quickly. And in some ways, I wish that they let the scene play out a little more before Sasha Baron Cohen bursts into the room, because I think it would have really like made it clear what was going to happen and i think it was going to go bad for rudy obviously yeah but um it, it happens like he... so quickly and the footage is so sort of like shot from bad bad angles because hidden it's hidden cameras. cameras um but like they very they very clearly like have her throughout the interview like flirting with him touching him and then they go into the room it's obvious like we're going into the bedroom to have a drink like we all know what that means and then she's helping him take off the mic and so he has this out of saying that he's tucking in his shirt although nobody believes that obviously and he kind of was but it was like in the way of like I'm going to take this next step and see what happens. Like, it was this like is the natural he, progression. He might have slid his hand in to slide his shirt in, and then his hand remained in the pants yeah. after the shirt yeah. was yeah. well Yeah, it's in. just too bad that and, Sasha, like, burst well, in I heard, at that moment. I don't know, like, if this is 100% true, but apparently he went in to the room faster than what was planned because they were like, we're not putting this actress through a situation that is actually horrible and traumatizing. That's how it came off to me. It was very bombshell. Like it felt very much like all the (laughs) scenes we saw in bombshell. Well, there was including the the wardrobe and hair and makeup. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah. So like they discussed this on the view, but what I thought was kind of funny is like, I was worried that they weren't going to discuss this on The View. And I also feel like in the golden days of The View, like Sasha Baron Cohen would have been like number one guest this week on the show to talk about this. But now totally. I feel like what's more likely is like Rudy Giuliani. Yes, will be on. you're so right. And can I, can I just say like, the only reason that they did talk about this on The View was because Joy was insisting. And like the, the, sort of pictures and news of this coming out um sort of like was slowly leaking early in the week and i was like okay this is it they're gonna talk about it tomorrow and then i was like the next day they do one hot topic and then like three guests and then i'm like okay maybe they're gonna talk about the next day as there's like more developments no they don't but finally on friday they're talking about it. it was the last hot topic and during the second last hot topic joy was like Let's wrap this up because I really want to get to the next topic. Yeah, like, thank you, Joy. (laughs) I was tucking in my shirt after taking off the recording equipment. At no time before, during, or after the interview was I ever inappropriate. If Sasha Baron Cohen implies otherwise, he is a stone-cold liar. I mean, how do you not know it's... You've seen him do this to other people. You know, wait till he's they done see it to what other people. Wearing. You've seen it, and how does I'm nobody? Try this. Like, look, I don't look, understand this. Let me this. take people my, let me my Borat for a million. Hold on, <laughs> right? 
How does no one well, recognize him? Yeah. How does no one know that is him? This was actually my first time watching a Borat movie. Like, I didn't watch the first one. But wow. it was, like, such a massive thing in high school. Yeah. I don't know. Would you guys say the first one was better than this one? <laughs> I mean, I think it's I think it's better because it was, like, a tighter concept. This is, like, reaching, obviously. And it was better because nobody knew who Borat was. So he was able to trick people into doing things. This felt a lot more... There was a lot more scenes that felt set up to me in this one than the first one. Same as like Bruno. You remember how they like set mm-hmm. up people. They set up Paula Abdul. Like they had no idea who this was. He couldn't do. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe he could do Bruno again now because it's been so long that people might forget. But people be, people weren't aware of it yet at the time. And so you were. it, it was a lot more sort of like pranky humor. <laughs> I, and I think um, where that this it, felt a lot more scripted. I think that it's also like the reason for why he wanted to do it and the like impact that he wanted and the point he wanted to make was different where like before it felt like it was more like pranky and this one it was like there was a specific target where like he wanted yeah. to set up someone to do with like Trump. There's more narrative around this than the mm-hmm. original Borat. I feel like Borat and Napoleon Dynamite, like, (laughs) defined (laughs) the lives of so many people that I went to high school with. Like, those movies really were people's entire personalities in high school. That's true. And Mean Girls, I guess. Which still are many people's entire personalities, is quoting Mean Girls. Yeah, yeah, I mean Borat, Borat and Napoleon Dynamite fell off a bit. People, there's still a lot of people whose personality is liking Mean Girls, but um, I'll say I really like Sasha Baron Cohen. Like I watched Ali G when it was on, like before he did his movies, and he did these characters on that show. Um, I, I think that like he, it is very like straight humor. A lot of it is like. But like it is, and like maybe not always appropriate. But I do think it's like funny. Yeah, like it is and it isn't. Like I think it's if your personality is Bora and Napoleon Dynamite and Mean Girls, like fucking good for you because there are so many worse things to be obsessed (laughs) with. At least it's like the whole point of Bora, whether whether the person is fully understanding or a little bit missing the point, like it is pointing out how shitty and stupid like right wing ultra religious ultra conservative people are so like i think it's fine like there are just there are worse things you could be doing like being obsessed with joe rogan that if you're going to be obsessed with exactly like whatever (laughs) yes i agree well wow okay (laughs) gonna you're really just gonna attack barbara walters like that (laughs) because some of us don't like seeing close-ups of anal sex (laughs) I don't like making fun of little people. I don't like seeing close-ups of anal sex. I don't like seeing close-ups of of, uh, of uh, well, Sasha Barcones. Swingers, uh, swingers um, too. Did you stay for the whole thing? Oh yes, yeah. I did stay for the whole thing. <laughs> so, moving into some other topics that made their way surprisingly onto the view, but we welcome were work wives and work husbands saying that an op-ed in the Washington Post was talking about how people are saying that they miss their work spouses 
So according to friendship expert Shasta Nelson, it's not uncommon that people will see their work spouse more often than their spouse spouse, and they may know more about them than their friends even know. Do you guys have a work wife and do you miss them? No, like I didn't think that was a thing outside of like friends, but I'm learning so much about like straight culture. (laughs) (laughs) I I do think that like I do admire people who have a work spouse, but to me, like I've specifically avoided that for my whole life. Like I've just very specifically been like, well, we're not talking about Leslie on the podcast. I've spe- <laughs> I've specifically like separated my work life from my personal life so that I wouldn't have a work spouse because I don't want the people I work with to know that much about me. And so like I admire those who are so open that they they are able to form those relationships at work, but it's not for me, love. <laughs> Yeah, generally in every job I've ever had, like, I already was friends with someone there. So, and I uh, just would refer to them as my friend, I think. Yeah. (laughs) I think when people, the term, like, work wife or work husband, it reminds me of when people say, like, girl crush or, like, I'm going on a man date. I think that's where my confusion lies. I'm like, I have friends, like, I have specific, specific friends who I'll, like gossip with is that a work husband i don't know what uh no no (laughs) the thing is that on the view they didn't even talk about the topic because they ended up just talking about the fact that in the previous segment joy's husband steve's arm ended up like obscuring her shot as he was like fixing her rigging or something I love wolf but he was out of line he, he doesn't know what's going on behind closed doors he's not in on the deal you know steve you're in front of the camera darling your arm is right in front of the camera i didn't know if it was a bug okay. or a fly <laughs> It was it was just moving. I was like, wow, it's right there. Oh, God. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Is this the Halloween (laughs) special? Yes. (laughs) And so they just talked about how Joy doesn't miss her work husband because she works with her real husband. Um, And then just like showing the clip that we just saw like two minutes ago. Her work. It's like her. She didn't have a work husband, but now she does because... (laughs) It's yeah. both her work husband and her real husband. He was like wiping the camera, but like what what did he what did he think was going on? And it was like as she was talking, it's like if I was in Steve's position, I would at least wait till Joy's not talking for the chance that she's not on camera or like <laughs> it might be a commercial or something. Yeah. Like what did he think was happening? But Steve saw a problem and he swooped in to fix it. So I have to admire him for that. Yeah. It's Proactive. like I can't, I can't. I'm not going to question his call because he's gotten her this far with like the technical (laughs) aspect of it. But if he saw a problem, I trust he felt he needed to fix it. (laughs) Yeah. So keeping with this pandemic theme, they also talked about um, the pros and cons of working from home. uh, (laughs) Those who are lucky enough to have a job and the Wall Street Journal, I guess, asked 
people what their pros and cons were, such as getting to take a nap, but also missing their co-workers. So what do you guys think are the pros and cons of working from home now that you both are so deep in it? Well, I'm confused by the people who like have the work day that allows for them to take a nap. <laughs> confused and envious, I guess, is the word. Um, I guess like it's nice to not have the uh, to spend the time of like getting ready in the morning and getting to and from work, you know, like that's yeah, nice totally. that like that's the clear pro. As soon and as I you're had done to... work, you sit on the couch, you play your video game for 12 hours <laughs> immediately. <laughs> the I had to go back to the office a few times. Like when our numbers started getting low, they started like slowly forcing us back to the office. And just it was exactly that. It was like getting up, getting showered, getting dressed, getting presentable, getting on the subway. Like all of that was just like I forgot how much of my life was wasted doing this Mm -hmm. um whereas like i could just be being just as productive for work but i could be doing it at home Mm -hmm. on like my schedule in my house i'm not buying like lunch i'm not you know like all these like little life things do you miss your coworkers though because sarah did an entire bit about how she came back to the view but no one else was there and she was promised that she would have co-workers but all she has is a two-dimensional photograph of Whoopi Goldberg. I sometimes find myself talking to myself looking in each of your rooms. Joy I was sitting on your couch the other day just to see if I could feel you. Um, it's a lot guys. I, 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 this was false advertisement in me coming back. I was promised co-workers and I've got nothing. That's isn't that what we want to see? Like, yeah. can't we just have a fun segment of Sarah being alone at work? Like, here's what it's like. Well, here's yeah. Here's what it's like going to the office during yeah. the time of COVID. It's not only like a fluff piece, but it's also like, this is what some people are experiencing. Yeah, I feel, yeah. I mean, I'm not even going to get into it because we got into it so much last time that I'm just <laughs> like, I'm not even going to go there again. But like, I, you know, I also, hey, two things that happened in this topic one being that anna said she's going to die under a pyramid of amazon boxes because all she's been doing (laughs) is sitting at home shopping from amazon i get about eight amazon deliveries a day and that's the other bad thing i am going to die under a pyramid of amazon boxes okay republican much like of course she's supporting (laughs) jeff bezos just putting more and more money into his pockets. I um, would love to drag her, but I too am drowning under a pyramid of Amazon boxes. I don't have Amazon Prime. I have to contact Sean or Katie anytime I need something <laughs> fast. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing being that Joy said that uh, Joy definitely is loving working from home, saying that as soon as the show is over, the brassiere is coming off. In fact, <laughs> 12.01 and the brassiere is off. Me, that brassiere comes off. Like, we get off the air at 12. 12.01, the brassiere is off. <laughs> <laughs> so you leave it on a whole minute after the show is over? <laughs> See, I, I would think you'd be unbuckling well, it, it while we were saying goodbye. <laughs> yes, good. Have a great day. Take a little time to enjoy the, oh, to view. <laughs> and take it off. Your like dog that. is barking. That's just, I hear a dog know. barking. Is that Bernie? 
It's Bernie, I think. That's Bernie. Well, you know, Steve is not here today. Steve, my engineer, had to go get a colonoscopy, so right. he's not here today. Yeah. But this, this is exactly why, like, the brassiere can come off, but Joy cannot come off the view. Because, yes. Like, thank God. So I have, I went and read some of the Facebook comments of people's reaction to Joy saying that her brassiere pops off at exactly 1201. Um, Janice says, the joy is back on the view. Love to see, hear the laughter and hear different views. Penny says, so refreshing to hear your laughter. It's been far and few in between. That's true. <laughs> yeah. She has a point. yeah. She's got a point. <laughs> <laughs> Ethel says, she cracks me up. At her age, she's earned the right to be sassy. She's just who she is. Love it. That's like what you say about Joy every episode. (laughs) Eddie, what different views? Oh, you mean different reasons for hating Trump? These ladies are wig-wearing shrews. (laughs) Tammy, I love you both, Joy and Steve. You made me laugh today, and it was such a relief to share a laugh with all of you on The View and with all of those of you watching from home. We're staying together while we're apart. You're keeping me sane in these uncertain times. Lynn, Steve seems to be super supportive. Joy, you simply have to share him, although I'm sure he's not the type. Oh (laughs) my god, get a hold of yourself. But wait, um, there was more to that. So she was like, although I'm sure he's not the type. And then she said, just having fun, flirting with Steve. I adore him because he is a good (laughs) man to joy. I got carried away and continued with you, but I got to get a hold of myself. But no, (laughs) not single. She's like, no, you're right. I shouldn't have said that. No, I'm sorry. No, 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 you're right. That was too much. I took it too far. So it's like when somebody sends a text with like a typo and then types, oops, sorry about that in the same text when they could have just hit backspace. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, anyways, that's it for us. Um, <laughs> I'm just looking forward to the next episode of this podcast because the election will have happened. It'll be a different world in some way. <laughs> <laughs> And until then, we also have something special going on uh, on our Patreon account in honor of Halloween spooky season uh, type of vibes. We are (laughs) recapping the iconic Whoopi Goldberg movie ghost we're taking a little time to enjoy ghost on our patreon so be sure to head over there if you're not already subscribed this might be the thing that pushes you over (laughs) you want to know all of my (laughs) thoughts about ghost (laughs) so head over there and uh thanks for listening Yes, and make sure you're following us on social media at Deja the View Pod. As always, we love when you leave us a rating and review on Apple. And until next time, everybody, I hope you stay safe and take a little time to enjoy taking off your brassiere at 12.01. And not a minute sooner. Hit it, Abby. That's all, folks.
and come down and <laughs> spend some time with us at The View. We're bringing Huntsman back.